Hey, it's Sarah, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by funding through the Kansas Department for Children and Families. You know the saying, when you know better, you do better? Well, the research regarding what parents know about parenting and child development, and then how they behave with their children because of it, shows that to be true. Parents with more knowledge about how children grow and develop are more likely to engage in positive parenting practices. Parents want high-quality information about their child's development and parenting. But a 2018 literature review by Child Trends found that while parents have clear preferences for how they want to get this information, like through a judgment-free manner that's specific to their individual family and cultural values and needs, their opinions are rarely taken into account by researchers or practitioners. Why are we making it harder for parents to be more knowledgeable about their children? The more they know, the better able they are to support and and enhance the work that we do every day. So how do we answer parents' questions and make it easier for them to find high-quality information about their child's development? Well, after conducting this literature review, Child Trends then sought to answer those questions through a focus group of first-time parents of infants and toddlers. And they found the following five key points that were raised by parents regarding their child's development. And I do want to say that all of this information is taken from an article on child trends, which of course is linked in the show notes. So the five key points that they found that parents raised. The first one is, Parents want more information, but they don't always know how to get it. So most parents report feeling confident in their understanding of physical development, but not social and emotional development. And they don't feel like pediatricians really address those topics. So the second point was parents most often seek information during developmental transitions. Makes sense, right? So when a child is gaining new skills or has some behaviors that the parents maybe find challenging, maybe when they're entering preschool or especially in those first few months of parenthood. The third key point that they found was that parents from different backgrounds or identities have more similarities than differences when it comes to parenting knowledge and information seeking preferences or behaviors. So Regardless of socioeconomic status, racial, ethnic identity, uh, parents appear to have similar knowledge, ask the same types of questions, seek info from comparable sources, and use similar strategies to make sense of that information. So most turn to their own social network with parenting experience, you know, parents, grandparents, friends with kids. Um, relied on their own experiences or instincts, personal preferences, and family values to guide decisions related to parenting. The most pronounced difference, which I found was really interesting, the most pronounced difference, though, was between mothers and fathers. And they found that both mothers and fathers really struggle with the societal expectations that are focused on gendered ideas of parenting, right? You know, super mom does everything or having low expectations of a father like oh man I can't believe your husband changed a diaper right that dads really want to be more involved the fourth key point that they found 
was that the internet is the primary source of information, which I imagine is probably true for all of us in just about anything that we're looking to learn more about. Parents relied most on search engines and social media, like parenting groups, because they tend to appreciate the speed and convenience of delivery, but the quality is inconsistent. Um, and they often had to use info, info from multiple sources. Something that I was thinking about when I was reading this was the confirmation bias, right? If we are looking for information to support what we already believe to be true, then are we really looking for, are we really looking for quality information? I mean, yeah, I think sometimes we often are, but, you know, if I'm a parent and my child is, you know, 18 months and not really talking and I think, oh no, there's something wrong with them. And I Google, why isn't my 18 month old talking? And the first thing that pops up is developmental delay and disability. Then that confirmation bias kicks in. And so I start looking at just that kind of information instead of expanding my search, which is definitely something we as providers, as education experts, we can give parents the information and the places to go. So the fifth and final key point that they found was that parents want clear, concise recommendations for parenting practices with examples of how to use them, right? That definitely goes back to that part of the inconsistent quality that they found in like the internet searches they did. So they report that possessing knowledge of parenting and development was necessary, but insufficient to translating that information into practice, right? Parents, especially first-timers, really do benefit from parenting programs and services, but parents say they're more likely to put this information to use when it's paired with recommendations or suggestions of how to apply it into everyday practice. They want to know what you mean. They want to see what it looks like. So that's great. All of that information is great. So how do we do that, right? Well, after the break, I'm going to give you some really cool resources that you can start using for you and for your parents. Are you a new childcare provider in the state of Kansas? Are you wondering what training you need as a new provider? Kansas Childcare Training Opportunities offers several course options for new childcare providers to meet the training requirements during your first year. You can register for these online courses by visiting our website, kccto.org, and clicking on the Courses tab. You can also contact us at kccto.inc at gmail.com. So, how do we get the high-quality, easy-to-digest-and-apply knowledge that parents are asking for into their hands today? Well, of course... I've got several very cool resources to share with you and for you to share with them. And of course, the links to these resources are in the show notes. So first up is the Kansas Family Engagement and Partnering Standards. So this is a resource that provides information and guidance for early child providers and educators, um, especially those working with children from birth to age five, on the engagement of families in their program. These standards are built on the belief that developing meaningful relationships with families is the cornerstone to engaging all families, right? We've talked about that so many times about relationships being the foundation of our career. The standards can be used 
by you as the early childhood workforce to examine your current family engagement practices and plan future strategies to engage families in that development and learning that we were talking about. So the thing about standards, they provide common language for family engagement across early child service systems and among those of us that care and educate. So another resource we have, which I'm pretty sure we've talked about on some of the episodes before, but never, it always bears repeating because this is an awesome resource, is um, the CDC's Learn the Signs Act Early. And this is a program that encourages parents and providers to learn the signs of healthy development, um, monitor child's early development, take action when there's concern. So the program offers Brie checklists and other tools to make developmental monitoring really pretty easy to do. Um, and when you get into it, when you get into these checklists, um, it really improves our ability to identify early on children with developmental delays or disabilities. So definitely go check out the website. There's a listing and a more in-depth description of some of these materials, but all the materials that they have on their website um, that are for, for print or just online are all free to use, and they're amazing. And some of those things are like a developmental milestone checklist. There's a, bro- a booklet, a brochure, a growth chart. There's an app um, that's on both Apple and Android that has interactive illustrated checklists that um, have shareable summaries. So a parent can share that with you as the provider or even as their, with their pa- pediatrician. There are a collection of videos and photos that you can look at to provide really specific examples of different milestones from birth up to age five. There's different tip sheets for parents about talking to doctors. And the cool thing about all of this information, everything is available in English and Spanish to print. And I know that they are expanding their, the different languages that they make materials in all the time. So the third resource is the Backpack Connection Series. Uh, And this was created by the Technical Assistance Center on Social and Emotional Intervention for Young Children, or TACSI. And that's part of the National Center for Pyramid Model Innovations, which is funded by the Office of Special Education Programs. And this series, this website, this resource, (laughs) um, is provides a way for teachers and parents, caregivers, to work together to help young children develop social and emotional skills and reduce challenging behavior, right? One of those things that we talked about um, before the break of what parents, you know, they really feel like they have a great handle on physical development, but not so much social and emotional. So this series includes handouts and the following categories of addressing behavior, emotions, routines and schedules, and social skills. These are great one-page handouts that you can email to parents, you can print out. They're in English and Spanish, and I know that they're growing their library of different languages. These handouts are awesome. I use them often as a resource for providers when um, communicating with parents. I've used them when writing trainings. It's just such a great, well-written, easy-to-digest resource that really just gets right to the heart of questions that parents have. Our fourth resource 
are the virtual kits. And this is something our team, the ITSN team, we develop these virtual kits as a vehicle to help you quickly find relevant and reliable web-based resources on topics that are important to our field and our practices. Again, going back that parents often utilize the internet to find resources, but that that quality isn't always there. And, you know, sometimes you find yourself rabbit holing trying to research things. And so what we've done is we've done the rabbit holing and the researching and we've put it together for you in a really easy to access and share format. So each kit has kind of just an overview, a quick take summary of what's going to be in that kit. There's three to five links on the topic that have, that are just really short to the point links that you can hit. Then we have some more links that give you a little more in-depth information. We have resources that are related to what we have in our Early Childhood Resource Center. We have information about how to find training on that topic. What if you still need more help? Links to other additional related information and an evaluation. And it covers the topics of cognitive development, social emotional development, physical development, environmental management. We have some that are specifically for providers and some, our newest ones um, are specific for directors. Probably one of the ones that I utilize the most often that I share with providers and parents is the one that's titled What to Do About Biting. And it's got some really great, easy to read resources about why kids bite, why it is developmentally appropriate, what to do about it, etc. So our fifth resource is an organization called Parents as Teachers. And Parents as Teachers is an evidence-based affiliate model that provides parents with the skills and knowledge they need to help make informed decisions regarding their child's education. It's almost like they took the wording from that literature review and a focus group and put it into their kind of motto. So the program itself includes personal visits, group connections, health, vision, hearing, and developmental screenings, and supports family connections with other community services. Um, like I said, the, the link is in the show notes, and the link that's in the show notes is to the Kansas Parents as Teachers um, but when you click on that link to learn more about the Kansas Parents as Teachers, there's also the link to the national website, which just gives a little bit more information about the program overall. The Kansas Parents as Teachers program is available to any parent, including relatives as caregivers and foster and adoptive parents who have a child under the age of kindergarten entry and lives within the participating school district. So again, check out that link in the show notes to find the website directory that will tell you what programs are in your area. So the final resource I want to share with you is Infant Toddler Services, or maybe you know them as Tiny K or Part C. And the goal of this program really is to enhance the development of infants and toddlers with disabilities, to minimize their potential for developmental delays and to recognize and educate about the significant brain development that occurs during a child's first three years. They really work to enhance the capacity of families to meet the special needs of their infants and toddlers with disabilities. And not only the families, but they do also work with providers. 
children who receive services with infant-toddler services, receive them in a least restrictive environment. So sometimes that looks like at home, and sometimes that looks like at the child care provider. And I can't say enough about the benefits of the relationship between us as early childhood educators and early intervention or infant-toddler services. Some of the services that they include are family training, counseling, and home visits, um, speech-language pathology, sign language, occupational therapy, physical therapy, psychological services, service coordination, medical services, early identification, screening, and assessment, uh, social work services, vision services, assistive technology devices and services. As the title of that organization states, it is infant and toddler. So, you know, if you have a concern about a child's development that's in your program, the earlier that we get those interventions going, those assessments happening, the more we have an opportunity to help that child grow and develop and again, minimize those the potential for delays that are related to the disability. Again, in the show notes is the link for infant toddler services. And if you click on that link, there will be a map in there that breaks down in Kansas, the counties and which organizations cover them. And I would highly recommend that you reach out to infant toddler services to get more information and to help bridge the gap for parents that might be feeling a little hesitant to reach out for services for their child. Just to wrap up, I just want to say that I think parents sometimes get a bad rap, right? Maybe they didn't go to school to be an educator. Maybe they don't have years of experience being an educator like many of us do. And honestly, I think they're doing the absolute best they can with what they have. And so let's just make it easier for them to find the information so that they can do the best they can with what they have, knowing that what they have is high quality information and a supportive educative relationship with you as the provider. I want to challenge you to pick one of these resources this week that you learned about, do a little research on it, and then share it with your parents. And then share back with us on social media what what you've shared with your parents, what connections you've made. We'd love to hear from you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casita Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families Child Care and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at kidsthesedayspod. Be sure to check out the infographic and other resources for this episode in the show notes. Don't forget to hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Sarah Holmes. Infographics by Rudy Benavides. Music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. 
See you next time on Kids These Days.